Hello everybody and welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week we're listening to Drab Majesty. Uh, the album is called The Demonstration and I picked it. Indeed. I feel like we need to straighten out what our, what our intro... Because we always say like, oh, we listen to... Or we're listening to, but we already listened to. We're discussing it this week. Yeah. Well, there we go. I okay. Fucking, I don't fucking know. Take two. Boom. <laughs> nah, Feedback. We're, 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 we're going. I just I feel like we're we're so inconsistent with like what we do and what we say we do. Yeah. Not that it really matters and anybody gives a shit and anyone listens, but you know. I mean, maybe I should say this, and we've been listening to this or something. Yeah, this week we listened to. Yeah. Maybe. There we go. Oh, fucking no. Drab Majesty, the demonstration. Why'd you pick this album, Joey? You know, I just was feeling it, really. Like, that's that's just the honest <laughs> reason. I was just Hell really yeah. feeling it. I was... Uh, it's a time feel- for feels. Yeah. Like, it's... it's. We'll get into why it was a time for feels. I okay. mean... Okay. Uh, but something about induction, because that's the first track, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> track one induction we're killing it already boom, 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 boom. Uh, if, yeah. if we seem rusty it's because we we are recording this two days later than we usually do like that makes yeah. a huge difference or anything it does for us uh, it's, I, just, I mean, it's a mental thing we're not yeah, prepared it's, it's totally a mental thing and not just that i'm very unprofessional <laughs> well i mean we are induction is track number one it's a very like solemn intro track to the album it's not super long. I don't have the track the the times up, but it's fifty nine seconds. There you go. It's an introduction track. It's kind of mysterious. It's got a, got a bit of this like eighties synth thing with without a beat to it. Yeah. Uh, it it builds and it kind of gets a little bit anxious, but then the gu- guitar question mark. I'm assuming it's a guitar. The guitar yeah. sound comes in and it kind of takes it in a different direction with uh, track number two. Yeah. Dot yeah, sky. you know, we'll just go there. Dot in the sky, just because it was it was an introduction. Yeah, it doesn't really give you a feel of of what I thought of this album. Well, uh, okay, what did you think now? <laughs> so, so dot in the sky, it builds off of induction, right? Induction being an intro track, it adds a beat and it gives it a more like typical song structure, and then the vocals come in, and it's like this, like I don't know, it's it's dark emo synth pop kind of thing that like i don't know it, it's it reminds me of a lot of like 80s british like synth stuff like the the cure and, and david bowie and and stuff like that and i know he's not british because i looked it up but he sings like he's like he almost has like a faux british accent yeah with it. and it's very kind of like new wavy in, in the 80s and i don't hate it <laughs> but you don't like it <laughs> but i don't it's not my thing i don't really like this kind of music like i totally get it and it, it i know that you like this because We've talked oh. about you liking uh, like Vaporwave and, and things like that. And we talked about Duran Duran recently, I think, maybe off the podcast. But like, I don't know, this kind of music doesn't really resonate with me. When I listen to it, I feel like I'm just stuck watching some dramatic, cheesy 80s detective movie. And it, I just can't stop watching it. Like, I'm just trapped there forever. <laughs> it, it does. The song has a nice build to it, which redeems it a little. But it's, I don't know, it's this genre of music is not my genre of music i i would get on you more about that but up until up until recently i was honestly in the same boat like interesting i mean so so what changed it for you was it this album it wasn't necessarily this album it was a lot of things over a long period of time like i like that's fair that's how taste develops i guess (laughs) it was i mean if you want to like if you want to go back far enough, it went into like me getting into more experimental electronic music, sure. which eventually led into me getting into kind of, I, I guess they call it plunder phonics, which led into vaporwave, which is like you right. use a bunch of sampling from other stuff. And yeah, and uh, we, we hit on, I think we talked a little bit about that on the one or tricks point never yeah. episode. And I was fine with replica. I like, I like replica, but I don't know this, this specific, like, I don't know what the genre is called. I, it's like emo eighties synth stuff. Yeah, is not like it's not it's not for me. Yeah, I I call it new wave, but I know I'm gonna get yelled at for calling yeah. it that. But... I also put new wave in my notes, but I was like, I don't I don't know what this is actually classified as. Maybe I should have done some research, but yeah, I, I didn't. New the... wave is like new order or something like that's they're like new wave, and I think it has more guitars, less a little bit less synths, but I mean still synths. But that's yeah. kind of what I classify this as. Maybe just like a bit of a darker version of it. 
Yeah. And it, it is dark for sure. Like even in lyrical content, it's, it's kind of dark, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. I think musically, the only bearing I could set, the only thing that I could cling to as far as like relating it to something that I do enjoy is churches uh, because they're very much like synth pop kind of stuff, but they're not nearly as dark and they don't have the kind of the, the sad boy British vocals that I think that's a large part of what I don't like about this, that, and it's very eighties and I'm not huge into eighties music, but, but churches is similar in a different way. It's more modern. It's more poppy. And I think, I, I think I could get to enjoy this at some point, but I, I, I don't know. Something about it just rubs me the wrong way right now. Yeah. And I mean, his voice, it's very over enunciated, very dramatic, very like yeah. it, it, it does sound almost English and the way they mixed it, his, his vocals are uh, pretty hidden behind the music. I'd say like they're kind of washed yeah. out behind the music. And I mean, it's on purpose, but yeah. I, like, I think that's what gave me the whole like eighties detective movie vibe thing is because it, it sounds like music that would be playing in the background as, as something is being played out in front of me kind of a thing. Yeah. And as far as uh, like, I do like the very full, like it has, I guess a full sound. It's very dark, very moody, but uh, it doesn't really change too much. And that's right. a theme like on the album. It's, I mean, I guess maybe of just this type of music, but like the song, it hits with the guitar line. It's got the drum, which sounds like a drum machine to me, but this guy, so he goes by the name Deb Demure mm-hmm. for, which is supposed to be like this androgynous alter ego, like genderless sure. type of just a being it for this project. Uh, his real name is Andrew Klinko and he's a drummer for a band called Marriages. So I don't want to think that it's a drum machine, but it sounds like a drum machine. But since he's a it's drummer... Probably, it's probably an electronic drum set, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Because uh, it has that very, like... I don't know why I always picture in my mind Patrick Starr from Spongebob <laughs> yep. doing the, the concert thing. It's, it's very much that sound. Of Hell drum. yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's the greatest. We all need Patrick Starr drumming <laughs> with his fucking crazy skinny-ass sunglasses that he's wearing holding yeah. up his drumsticks. And, and the, the, the black oct- octagonal drum pad. Hell yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Very, very, it's, it's very much like drum machine-y. Yeah. I think it's being triggered by someone physically hitting a pad instead of programmed, I guess, is the distinction there. Yeah. But the music doesn't change too much, so I guess lyrically... You uh, referenced the song being dark, and the song is darker than I thought it was about. So yeah, this whole album. So I didn't pick up on the theme of the album until a few tracks in. Or I guess it's the next track that I, that I really picked up, and by picked up I mean saw on Genius what it was about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for this one, I was just like, okay, it's kind of vague and ambiguous, which is kind of consistent throughout the album, I guess. But it's specifically referencing something which again I'll, I'll talk about more in the next track i guess but yeah. to, i got from it that it was like okay it seems to be about someone dying maybe it's suicide and their kind of experience with the afterlife perhaps it didn't seem like they were so much as upset that they had died more so they were just kind of like going with what they felt was the only option which if you feel like suicide is the only option you have don't fucking act on it get help talk to somebody I don't need to keep repeating that over and over again, but seriously, yeah. like I, I don't condone suicide in any fashion. Yeah. There's always another option, but uh, it, it seemed like that, that was kind of the vibe that I was getting from it. Yeah. And, Oh, I was just going to give a quick disclaimer. There's going to be a lot of talk of suicide. Yes. It, like... for sure. So if that's a trigger, <laughs> I guess we probably should have said something sooner, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk of suicide. And, so and, yeah you can and, continue and, now and also in that vein maybe spoilery but I, I think it's a good disclaimer there's also like a lot of cult yeah talk so if if cults I, i'm assuming cults may offend people that have been in cults and, and got out or or we we have no experience being in cults so i'm sure we're gonna handle it in a very non uh empathetic sensitive way Except we'll, for the we'll true try. cult, like because we, we <laughs> listen to black and black metal. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, but yeah, so those out of the way, there were some notable lyrics. I actually like the lyrics in this track. Uh, I wrote down three different like sections of lyrics, and they're all back to back. 
that kind of go with what I what I had said. And it says you accepted the ride with the exception of life. You might find yourself in love with deception and lies. An unconventional mind was your ticket to die. You may have found your dot in the sky, which obviously the song is called the, your dot in the sky. And then he says they never heard from you and it became a concern. You were gradually conditioned with nowhere to turn, which in hindsight, knowing yeah. what the album's about makes perfect sense. But I was kind of like, I, I really liked the setup of that where it, it seemed like they were being pulled into something and just kind of going with it to find, you know, their, their dot in the sky. They're, they were dying and becoming something bigger and better is what it seemed in my mind. It's like they're, they're becoming a light in the sky. They're, they're ascending. Yeah. Yeah. I won't give uh, any spoilers on the exact situation (laughs) that this album is in reference to just yet. But uh, before I learned about it, which I, I figured it out through genius as well. Like Mm -hmm. we're figuring it out. I didn't figure it out. I read, (laughs) I had no, there was no figuring out. I thought this song was just generally about like religion and the thought that people cling to the thought of an afterlife and focus more on that, I guess, than in the world or they they, they get sucked into the thought of having an afterlife. But it was maybe not about religious people, but maybe about somebody who got too deep into religion and was more sucked into that aspect. Like maybe somebody who already had suicidal tendencies who was getting sucked in like, which I mean, yeah, doesn't, doesn't work. Cause if you, if you believe in that and then you commit suicide, you're immediately going to hell judging by their belief. But right in, in the context of this song, that's kind of where my mind went. Like somebody who was like, oh, it won't be so bad because there's an afterlife and like looking for a way out and they get sucked into that and that's kind of what causes it. Yeah, and they get sucked in and be- because they're they're vulnerable, right? When you're yeah. vulnerable like that and you're not thinking clearly, it's easy to get manipulated or misled and convinced that maybe killing yourself is the best option. And yeah. that's not the case. Again, just to, yeah. to restate that, don't fucking kill yourself, please. Yeah. You can, you can send me a met- tweet us maybe don't tweet us yeah don't yeah but but send us a message you know i'm sure one of us will be willing to talk one or both of us you know at the same time that won't get annoying we'll just (laughs) fucking (laughs) yeah give 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 us a a group dm or something we'll we'll fucking figure it out yeah i i after that i don't know how to segue into the next song Uh, yeah we're not doing we're really painting ourselves into holes here like we're painting by numbers but that that still doesn't get me there. Track number three is 39 by design. There you go. <laughs> which uh, is a reference is, is a reference that I guess we'll talk about when we get to lyrics or maybe yeah. we can, we can do let's just go ahead and do it. Why not? Sure. So this is where I, I found out that this song and this whole album is uh, talking about heaven's gate, which is a cult. The, the song title 39 by design is in reference to the fact that 39 members of this cult killed themselves in order to quote unquote graduate to the, yeah. the next level of not enlightenment. Whenever the Haley Halley bop or hail bop, whatever the comment was, it was a big old deal back whenever it happened. They thought that like there was going to be like some sort of spaceship behind the comet that yeah. as it was passing. And if they like, killed themselves at a specific time they could like ascend to it and like get a better version of life i guess yeah so so full disclosure i love cult things i I think they're super fascinating and super interesting and to find out that that's what this album was about redeemed it a bit in my mind just like because it's it's it gave me an opportunity to learn about cults i still haven't like dove into this specifically because I, i just haven't felt the need to but I do think it's super fascinating. Also, that doubles as our Metalocalypse reference for the week go. because uh, they have a Comet song, Death Clock Comet song. That whole episode, boom, has uh, a cult where they they drink purple Kool Aid and get in some like giant stadium thing as a comet's supposed to pass, and they're supposed to all kill themselves or something. I don't know. Go watch Metalocalypse. It'll be funnier yeah. than what I'm describing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be funnier than the fucking cult where a bunch of people drink poison Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Th- before I even like realized it was about heaven's gate, I had my own theory about it. And I was like, okay, maybe the song is about someone having some like emotional or mental disorder, maybe like borderline personality disorder, because he talks about leaving earth and wanting to die. And I thought that was kind of like a dissociation thing and a depression thing. 
and then he, he says that it's like it's a roll of the dice dice whether the truth or a lie would upset the person so being like kind of emotionally unstable and never knowing like how to approach this person kind of made me think that it was more about like uh borderline personality disorder or something yeah this uh like lyrics wise this kind of before i knew that this was specifically about a cult and specifically about heaven's gate i uh thought it was once again about this person kind of losing their touch with reality and falling into like some deep religion where it's uh i mean it yeah it just starts off with when you walked alone to leave your life at home you really wanted to die like you're you're escaping your actual life to go somewhere else because of they paint it as you're leaving because you just hate your life where you're at. And then whenever the chorus hits in and it talks about kind of the, you want to get retribution where the line is, if you could take a Polaroid of your life, would you cry? Would you make them stare into the whites of your eyes? Like where you want this person who has been pushed away from, or feels like they've been pushed away from their, their house and into the hands of this cult they're wanting to show the people who like their parents or the people they lived with their loved ones they want to show them like this is what you did to me and it's just like whenever he that line it's just like really powerful because it just kind of hits where it's like i don't know just feeling like you don't belong in a certain place can lead to some really fucked up shit and it really makes you take stock of how i guess you're treating people in your own life or just like I mean, we say message us and stuff where like it sounds like whatever, but I mean, I'm sure most people at some point in their life have had a breaking point where they're like, shit, I don't know if I can deal with what's here. And you've thought about leaving, you've thought about starting a new somewhere else and getting like cults and stuff like that, feeding on people in that exact moment. You always see stuff like see people killing themselves to go live on a comet or something and you're like what the, well that's fucking crazy like <laughs> right why? right but, that, that's so ridiculous why well, i would never do that but yeah in but, reality like it just takes you to be vulnerable for a small amount of time and someone to kind of sink their hooks into you and then you'll just go along with it without yep. really like thinking about it you end up uh just one of those people and you know it's just it's just nuts like that line always hits me where i'm just like fuck yeah like, man <laughs> pretty fucking heavy musically this this one's more of like the dark gloomy 80s synth wave drums and synths and guitars and vocals and stuff uh i had this other weird through line going like even after i found out that this was about uh heaven's gate cult i kind of like had resigned myself to feeling like the music was that of an 80s detective movie <laughs> so through a lot of these songs i'm kind of like shoehorning the the music into that theory while the lyrics are talking about something completely different uh so so this is this could easily be the intro song to the the movie i'm now stuck waiting forever in and this the song would be like some dramatic montage when things aren't really going the protagonist's way but he meets someone that's about to change his life forever which is kind of crazily coincidentally like also what the song's about right because yeah <laughs> being finding someone that's like hey come on join this cult like come with me it'll be okay kind of a thing but yeah the, the music kind of gave me that vibe before i even read the lyrics and then the song ends with some like tv static and some dialogue that's kind of drowned out so i was thinking okay well maybe the whole song was like a dream sequence and the, at the end where you hear the TV static is the detective like waking up at his desk with the TV on. But then I think in the next song, I contradict that and say, okay, well maybe, maybe he was, maybe the TV static was to symbolize that he's falling asleep now with the TV on. And then the next track is kind of the dream part. So kind of, kind of ambiguous there, but definitely I, I can't, can't shake the detective movie motif from my brain <laughs> for this album. I mean, it's very of the times. Like, this album, whenever I first heard it, it was like, this This could have been made in the 80s and no one would have bat an eye, other than the yeah. fact that the events they're talking about hadn't happened yet. <laughs> right, yeah. Which, I mean, they wouldn't have thought anything of it. Like, yeah, Because you know, if they true. hadn't happened, it would have just been a fictional story. Yeah. But yeah, this album came out in 2017, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, like... I, I feel like that's another thing that I like about this album and maybe maybe 
that causes me to look at it in a different way. But I really like whenever somebody can capture another point in time yeah. really well. Like Going back to your nostalgia problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nostalgia it, for a time that you you didn't live through. Yeah, I, I have no... I Not even... I don't... I didn't live through it. I have literally no connection to the eighties right. at all. Like well, the eighties, you have a connection being your parents, right? But my, I mean, my parents were born in the sixties, so right. they lived through the eighties. They did live through the eighties. <laughs> I guess you're right. But uh, you know, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Track number four, not, not just, just a name. name. <laughs> we're doing horrible. We need to turn the ship around with yeah. our segues. We need to get back on it, but yeah. Track number four, the static fades out uh, from the TV in, in the last one while there's some like floaty angelic synths kind of come in and, and stick with it. And the lady finishes her monologue. And th- that's why I kind of thought that this one felt more like dreamlike. And when I noted like, okay, well, maybe the last one was the montage that I thought it was. And the static at the end was him falling asleep instead of waking up kind of a thing. Uh, I do like this track a lot more than the other others on this album, I think. Maybe yeah. because it's not as like synth driven there's more of like a a dynamic to it i guess than a lot of the other songs and then it takes a pretty dramatic turn like two-thirds of the way through it and it goes back to more of that kind of like synth 80s drama stuff but the setup for that was very enjoyable so i didn't mind it as much yeah i like the music on this one i like the melody i like just this i don't know if this is my favorite song on the track because i or song on the album because i do just the music is so similar between tracks that yes. I kind of just, this album just blends together for me. And whenever I listen to it, I listen to the whole thing and it's kind of like one long track in a way, but this is one of my favorite parts of that big track, yeah, but uh, it's pretty, pretty banging song. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is whenever I was doing my notes, I didn't really know how to, I guess, break them up because it is there's a lot of similarities between them all but i mean mm-hmm. as, as far as the general type of music this one like i think it starts off a little slower even but i'd say yeah. like it's a little bit brighter like it doesn't give off as much doom and gloom as definitely kind of the previous two tracks but it does this the song always sounds bitter to me and Interesting. i think it's because of the chorus maybe like it seems like the person who's singing this song is like slightly bitter about about something and it makes sense knowing the context but before i knew the context i kind of just never really like it just sounded different i guess yeah yeah it, it is a standout track i think and it definitely has a different feel to it i didn't really get the the bitter the bitterness of it but yeah i i can kind of understand that because it, it does start lighter and and i kind of know those like kind of angelic string kind of things at the beginning and then it takes a darker turn so it's kind of like finding that balance of, of the, the happy and the not happy i guess which could be perceived as bitter well it's definitely bitter because you know lyrically this song i mean so this song i honestly i thought it was just about trying to find yourself or something like other people not seeing you for who you are and maybe like that was leading to the reason this person that i said got sucked into like a religion or something Mm -hmm. was leaving but upon finding out the context of the album it kind of sounds to me like they're in this cult they've been kind of sucked in and they're starting to doubt or they're starting to not believe what i guess call into question some of the things that the cult leader is saying and like this is the point of kind of dehumanization where uh like their personality is stripped from them in a way yeah and i mean the core it says you you said we would be recycled you said i would be recycled and just kind of like like, like you said, it kind of gives a different perspective of someone that, that arrived the cult expecting something and isn't getting those expectations met. And so they're, they're kind of like questioning it in that, that way. And I have a question for you. And I think I know the answer. But so 
on Discord. <laughs> Is this why you changed your name on Discord? To, yeah. To, okay, that's what I thought, and that's why I changed my name. Jeremy just came into fucking Discord one day and changed <laughs> his name to ASDODY, which, to give context, the name of, like, the personal name of the people who joined Heaven's Gate, it was stripped from them, and they were given a new name that was three letters, and then it was six letters long, and it was three random letters, I guess, and then ODY, it ended in ODY. Right. And so Jeremy came in and I was like, he's been listening to the album. And he, <laughs> I'm, I know exactly where he's at yeah. <laughs> because, because he changed his name. <laughs> and, and Joey then changed his to Melody, which is already an existing word. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. He's so clever. He's so funny. But yeah, for context, I think the reason that they changed their name is because, like, the whole cult, like, I, what little I read about it, and I, I didn't go, again, too deep into it but they believed that there would be that there was like some alien race that was coming to save them and to suck them up in their spaceship and fly them away to a better place kind of a thing so i'm assuming that the like the thought behind the name changing a obviously to dehumanize people but also to like give them a more alien name i suppose because there aren't a lot of at least American English words that end in ODY with three random letters in front of them. So, and it, it kind of sounds cool, like just picking three random letters and putting ODY at the end. Like mine was as I just literally three, the first three characters <laughs> in the middle row on your keyboard is ASD. But yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It kind of felt, felt right to, to be like they, they ingenious. The, the examples that were like MLLOD. It's like Melody and Sweody and Sorody and, and stuff like that. That's like, they aren't naturally pronounced that way, but like an alien could maybe pronounce those words properly and fine. Was where my mind was at for that. Yeah, that's see. Upon at this point in listening and writing my notes, I was definitely just like full on in the Heaven's Gate thing, where I was mm-hmm. just like, "This is this is this is it. This is right." I'm, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't focusing on anything else. I, so. I, I put in my notes. <laughs> I care less about the music than about learning about the cult at this point. So I'm right there with you. (laughs) I definitely like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's like the, I guess the same reason people are fascinated with like serial killers and just like tragedies and shit. And it's just because it's like, I don't know the same reason I took AP psychology twice in high school. Cause Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to learn about what, what can go wrong. Worst case scenario. (laughs) Yeah. in a person's mind where you just furthermore like like, what could be lurking like in like typical neighborhoods right like yeah there's always this thing with cults where they're like i mean the kkk horrible example of a cult fuck that cult in general i guess fuck all cults in general but at least other ones are more redeeming than others but like even with kkk like you don't really there there's that layer of mystery of not knowing if your neighbor is in a cult yeah kind of a thing which is it's it's interesting to me at least that like people maintain a presence unless they're i guess living on like a compound or something but yeah. like, they maintain a certain level of the status quo in their personal life and then kind of go off at night and, and dance with burning crosses and whatever <laughs> fucked up shit that they do man it is just absolutely insane it is and, and it, it just hath no form <laughs> yep <laughs> that too <laughs> oh track number five hath no form except the form is the track and the track title is hath no form yeah to, i mean it has a, it has a form because i mean it it's it's music so yeah. the form is music it's very very interluded i didn't have a lot of notes on this i had two notes the first like i guess it's not really two notes or two bullets on my thing but the first one's a bit longer so it's a very chill interlude track and i like it it's got some warp synths and i feel like i'm watching like an old vhs tape and the sounds are kind of like warping in and out with the the old tape and there's some sound effects and vocal samples every now and then it's very thick and then my second note is i have ascended to the sky with the aliens <laughs> see I'm okay about i'm about it so we kind of got the same thing i think from this because this song is entirely instrumental it's got very spacey synths and it's like almost heavenly in a way but it's broken up by like some static voices in the background mm-hmm. and there's parts where the music gets a little wonky and detuned and like glitchy almost 
not like stuff super cutting out, but it's like there's cracks in it. And this song to me is like, I don't know the realization, like these people are being promised this transcendence and this is them um, kind of imagining that or living, getting caught up in the whirlwind of like, Oh, we're going to do this and we're all a part of this and we're part of this bigger thing. And we're going to be ascending. Yeah. This is the acceptance. If they were questioning it in, in the prior track, then this is really like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, to give my life to this cult. Kind of thing. Yeah. And the glitches are like moments, tiny moments of like reality seeping through, yeah. but the overall feel of it is like the acceptance with small moments of clarity that are quickly covered up and buffed over by uh, uh, the Heaven's Gate cult leader, Marshall Applewhite. That's a good name. That's a, Yeah. I mean, it's probably why you picked it. Marshall Applewhite. Like, I'm I'm sure that's not his real name. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. But it's it's a good it's a good name. It's a strong, charismatic white male leader name. It's a name that I would pick if I wanted to fucking brainwash forty people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe someday you'll you'll get there. It's it's too soon to tell if you're gonna become a cult leader. But I'd I'd maybe co lead the cult with you. Well, there you go. I mean, but you know what? You know what's not too soon to tell? Track number six. Too soon to tell? Too soon to tell. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, this one starts the second half of the album. It, it kind of it brings back the, the 80 synth drums, and, it, and it's back to what I noted as a pretty uninteresting sound to me. <gasps> because it's just like, I, I, don't, I don't know, it's not my thing. Again, it, yeah. it just kind of goes back to the sound of this album which I think just makes me want to focus anywhere else but on on the music. Again, I don't dislike it, but it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of there for me. It's in the middle. Yeah, I mean, this song, I wouldn't... I like every song on this album, but Mm -hmm. this one is not... I wouldn't call it a standout track for me. Uh, It is cool, though, that there's like a little synth solo going on in there at the end. And there the one thing that stands out to me is the fact that there's like the opening drum machine pattern and sound makes me think of mourn by like the, the album yeah. by Corbin. Like there's just part of it that I don't know if it's like it, if it's the sound of the drums, if it's the beat, but what it, whatever I'll it is, go back and listen to it with that lens. It just like hits me that way. But the rest of the track is like, it's fine. But that part, I'm just like, it, it always makes me think of Morn and then makes me have to go listen to more. <laughs> Which is a superior album, in my opinion. It, in my opinion as well. I fucking <laughs> love Morn. But... Yeah, that, is, that, is, that was a good good recommendation back in the day. That was a strong well, one. Well, that thanks. was almost a year ago. Maybe that was... was a very, I think it was. Little, I mean, that was... A year ago, maybe. That was early teens, I think, in our episode list. Yeah. So... Good, good shit. Go listen to... That episode, if you haven't listened to it, and also listen to that album, because it's a good Sad Boy album. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, lyrically, this song, I don't know whose stand, like whose viewpoint this is supposed to be from, honestly, even looking through the lens of the Heaven's Gate cult. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be from the cult leader looking to his disciples, I guess, or if it's supposed to be somebody who is on the outside world that maybe was a loved one of one of the people who is now a cult member and they're looking at them or I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it starts off. I see your future now stretching through the years. Devotion is not a word I fear, which makes me think of the cult leader, mm-hmm. but I, it, it's just like, there's just certain parts. Maybe, yeah, maybe. So, so this this was my take on it. I also struggled to kind of pin down the perspective on it, but I did finally come to a conclusion. I don't know if it's the correct one, but I, I took this perspective to be that of someone that is fully engaged in the cult and they're trying to recruit somebody on the outside of the cult because he, he's okay. like telling them how awful his life was before he joined the cult is the way I took it. It's like, man, like I used to be in your shoes. I used to think that my life was awful and I had no direction. And it, it, it just kind of like, it seemed like he was kind of poking at the, the curiosity of the outsider and saying like, man, just like, imagine like I used to be like you. And then I found out about this and there's so many possibilities in, within this cult. Like just think of how much better your life could be if you were to like kind of, kind of hop in is the way I took it. 
I think that could be it. I mean, because I did like something about it sounded like there was an outside influence on right. on this song lyrically, and that would make a lot of sense. So that, that's what I took with it. I think I kind of ran with that a little bit. So I, again, I could be wrong, but I kind of ran with it for the next couple tracks. I think just kind of trying to form some like through line storyline kind of thing with a character or characters. So kind of ran with it. We'll, we'll see if it pans out. It probably doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll just be a cold soul, I guess <laughs> if I'm wrong, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm, I thought I was like, okay. I'm gonna have to do a segue here in my response, and then I just didn't. And then I was like, well, that kind of just fucks Joey over and <laughs> fucks me. Track number seven is Cold Souls. I was gonna make a Dark Souls reference of some sort, but then I couldn't figure out how to do <laughs> well, it. In that, time. that new game uh, today, Elden was, Ring. Yeah, today was G- G- Summer Games Fest or whatever, and there was an Elden Elden Ring trailer that I have not seen because I've little interest in it, but. Oh, come on, man. You don't like the Souls games? Cold Souls, track number seven. <laughs> <laughs> this one, musically, it's pretty par for the course. Uh, it's got kind of a, a brighter, twangy-ish guitar kind of thing that sounded more notable over the synths and some more Sad Boy 80s vocals, as it be. It's one of the longer tracks on the album, but it I, don't, I feel like it's too long. I feel like it just kind of like furthers that kind of stuck-in-the-80s movie mentality that I had. Yeah, I mean, that is something. Most of these songs are pretty long. Like, yeah, I'd say an average of around five minutes a song. I mean, sure, there's some instrumentals that are shorter. The introduction is short. But the actual meat songs are usually about five to six minutes long. Right. Which, Which again, it, 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 if done in a different way, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I think just because I was already having such a like bland reaction to this album it just felt like it kind of dragged on too much yeah i can see that i mean we've we've talked about songs that we wanted to be longer so it's not that i'm like saying that six minutes is too long for a song it's just six minutes of this sound is too long for the sound in my opinion don't you mean 45 minutes of this sound well yeah (laughs) in, in specific regards to one song yeah six minutes this song specifically reminded me of The Cure. Like, yeah. And I mean, there's there's just typically going to be a lot of that on this album, but this song in like specifically reminded me of The Cure, which I didn't, once again, didn't really care too much for The Cure up until maybe about two or three years ago. Yeah, so. I've not really like listened to a lot of their music, which is going to get a lot of people turning their nose up at me, I suppose, because The Cure's well, a pretty, pretty big, successful band. They but. are... And they just had that song with uh, Church. Yeah, they did. Robert Smith has gotten around a lot recently. He had a song with the Gorillas as well last year. Yeah, he did. So he's he's weaving his way into my music tastes, but I've not uh, reached out for the Cure anywhere. So he's gonna suck you into like a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A a year from now, I'm gonna be in a, a cult called Heaven's Cure. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that sounds like a real thing. Yeah, it sounded uh, like it was a segue for the next song, but it wasn't. Just for, just, yeah. just to be clear, <laughs> okay. I, the I, next song I, is not this song too, though. Uh, like whenever I was listening to it and finishing up my notes, because I usually do like a once over, twice over. Like as I'm writing, I usually like listen to it once, then listen to it and write some notes while I'm doing it. Listen mm-hmm. to it listen, like I, every other time I listen to it. And the last time I was finishing up my notes, there was like a thunderstorm going on in the background as I was yeah. listening to this. It was just like, I guess, three or four days ago. The weather's been great this week. It has been. I love it. It's been real nice. It's just a real, bunch of real rain. Stormy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really enjoy it. But it was it was a good vibe because I have a big window in my office. That... I can tell you you turned to look at it because your voice got further away <laughs> from the microphone. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he's just staring listfully out his window as he talks. I have, there's just trees directly out my window too. When it's like whenever it rains and lightning and yeah, it's, that's it's my just my nice. biggest complaint. My office that I'm in most of the time has no windows, and so when it rains like this, I have to like I literally like get up from my desk when I hear it thunder and I go and I stand in my kitchen and look outside <laughs> for a few minutes and then come back in. Just looking outside, holding a mug of some sort of liquid, <laughs> yeah, looking some out hot chocolate or something. <laughs> 
just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but yeah, lyrically, uh, Cold Souls, I, I was kind of unsure of the full context of this one. It kind of seemed like maybe the protagonist of the album had fallen for somebody else. And I think that they had died, but I was unsure if it was like they were a willing sacrifice for the cult and the protagonist, while sad, sees this as a blessing or if they were not willing to die for the cult and then like the cultists killed them because they weren't part of the cult or something. And then the protagonist is realizing that maybe things are better on the outside. So there was kind of a bit of confusion for me as to like what had happened, but it seemed like the main character's love had died and whether or not that they were a part of the cult and they died for the cult or they got killed by the cult kind of thing. It was just, it's kind of confusing for me. Hopefully you got something better. I mean, so I had two points of view for this one and one of which requires a little bit of a time jump, but the first one, it was like, so maybe two people in the cult had kind of, like you said, fallen for each other or started caring about each other, maybe more than was allowed by the cult or something. Mm -hmm. And that caused one person to have a realization like, Hey, we need to get out of this. Right. So they tried to leave and that's why they had to be killed or something. Yeah, and I like that. That's kind of like this song is the person who's still in the cult. Like, ah, like what do I, I do? Yeah, like we had to kill you, but I, I did love you, but like something like that. Or the one that requires the time jump would be the cult leader looking at his dead subjects after they have killed themselves, and mm. he's like seeing, I guess, their lives or the potential or whatever in them but it's like they're dead now. So he's like, I, I like that just as a standalone concept. I don't think it fits as well in the album. Like you said, it kind of yeah. does require a time time skip, but I like that as an idea or a concept a lot better. I mean, the song is called cold souls implying that multiple people had died. And I, I don't know, just the, the villainous cult leader looking and be like, man, I should have kept them alive a bit longer. Could have gotten more <laughs> out of it. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of a cool uh, POV, if you will. Yeah, because I, I, that's the thing. Like, there's so many, like, I don't know, what what's this dude fucking thinking? Like, what's his end game? And I mean, yeah. I know, I guess I know what the end game, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he didn't go into this thinking, yeah, let's all kill ourselves. Like, he probably, right. he wanted to benefit out of this. Yeah, he, but, he wanted power and control, presumably. Yeah. And maybe if it led to money, then great. Like that fucking who was the dude, the blind dude in Japan who started that giant cult that like they had like Apache helicopters and <laughs> and released all that nerve gas in the subway, but this dude was getting paid fucking millions of dollars and yeah. had like a military complex and that shit. shit's that shit's insane. That's why like cults are so like there's so many layers of cults and so many like different types and, and the variety of it and just like it's fucking insane that there are people living on massive compounds where they just like they're basically self sufficient communities of people that just refuse to contact the outside world and follow a leader or group of leaders to yeah. like do whatever the fuck they say. Well, and then one person is just that they're fucking God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like that person is literally just like the ruler of those people. It's like having a free state just in the middle of somewhere where it's yeah. like, I, I rule here. I make the laws, whatever. Yeah, and especially, like, once they get as powerful as, like, you were talking about, once they have enough military that, like, if anyone tries to forcibly take over the compound, like a government or something that technically owns the land or whatever, like, they can they can defend themselves, so that shit's not going to happen. It's much easier to just let them kind of exist, which it's, is fucking insane. It really is, because then you get shit like Waco, where it's, like, yeah. just an actual standoff <laughs> yeah. for several days where it's like what the fuck yeah shit's fucking crazy but uh in all of all of these compounds right they usually construct some sort of church or or steeple or chapel so that there's always you know some some sort of spire pointing at the heavens yeah and i mean it's just beautiful like track number eight <laughs> the spire pointing points to at the heavens i even messed up the track name i'm looking at the actual track name and yeah, i still well, missed it it's, it's fine. fine track number eight spire points to the heavens this one's another like uh in, instrumental thing it's got some warped synths and like church bell samples kind of droning on is what i took it as with some like talking going on beneath it and it it, it sounds kind of like dying to me like it, yeah. it, it felt vaguely funereal 
I suppose, where it, it just seems like there was some sort of mourning happening, perhaps. I agree. I thought this was supposed to be like, it's weird because I heard it and I was like, this must be like right before the whole, the whole thing happens. Yeah. And I, that's kind of what I went with. I don't know how well that fits into the timeline because there's still three more songs, but yeah. In and, my timeline in the, in the last track, the, the, there was the love connection and the, one of the lovers had died. So I was like, okay, well maybe this is just them. Like this is a track of, the the survivor mourning the loss of the other one yeah that that's probably it because it does sound like a funeral and it's like there's like eerie church bell type sounds and there's just kind of distorted whispers in the background and it's just kind of eerie i guess yeah and if they get sucked up into a spaceship i'm sure that they'll be wishing that they could kiss the ground yeah and then they'll be kissing the ground when they they listen to track number nine, Kissing the Ground. Hell yeah. <laughs> Back on the Segway train. All aboard. Yeah! <laughs> all aboard our Segway UFO. Taking us to heaven. All the way to the Hale Bop Comet. Yes, indeed. Hale Bop. 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 Somebody's going to get really upset about that. <laughs> well, fuck them. <laughs> kissing the Ground. It's, it's a very like upbeat song, unexpectedly. Like a miss. I guess it's location in the album and among all of the tracks in the album it felt felt a bit more like energetic and it kind of made me think that maybe this was like a single for the album. I don't know. I didn't look into it to see what the singles were for this album, but it kind of had that feeling for me while it is upbeat. It kind of had like an intimidation feel to it. And I kind of had this imagery of like falling down into like some dark abysmal pit into like the depths of hell while the devil is like talking in your ear about all the bad things you're about to experience and I don't really know where that fits into my detective movie, but maybe he got caught snooping. See, I'm back on the, detec- the, the detective thing. You guys thought that I had forgotten about it. I hadn't. Maybe he, he got caught snooping around like the bad guy's lair, and he, he's now being dragged off while blindfolded to be tortured or some shit. It's kind of where my mind went. You know, that'd be, that'd be just dark enough for this album. Yeah. This, like, for me, it does, it has like an intensity and energy almost an anger to it. And that went hand in hand with kind of what I got out of the lyrics where it made me kind of think that some people in the cult were beginning to, I guess, rebel Yeah. against like the whole song. It feels more rock oriented. Like the guitar is more crunchy and more on the forefront. And it felt like a rebellion of the cult members lashing back at the cult leader, confronting him for some lies. Like maybe a prediction was wrong and they were like, Hey, this didn't happen. We're, we like you you told us that we would ascend or whatever and we didn't and you've you've taken our lives here like we we've devoted our lives to you and you're lying to us and like the second verse is you told me i need to atone coming from a broken home you say i need to leave my love alone it's like you told me that I had to like do all these things. Like I, I left my home. I left the people I love. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, the chorus ends. Now I'll just be kissing the ground. I'd rather be kissing my life away. Which, to me, seemed like kissing the ground was like we were supposed to be leaving, but we're back now. We didn't right. leave. And I'd rather kill myself at this point like because i'd rather like i've devoted everything i have i would rather just be done with it i guess yeah, you see i took the kissing my life away thing to be about the lover so the protagonist lover had died and lyrically that kind of got to the same point that you did that it felt like there was some sort of vengeance going on where the survivor was like pissed at the cult leader now because he's, he's like he's had his time to mourn and think about it and he's like man this is fucked up i'm gonna go talk to the leader and and make sure this shit doesn't happen again because it's bullshit kind of a thing. So definitely had the, the intensity vibes from, from the lyrics as well. And it, I think we were on a very similar wavelength. I just kind of went with the, the storyline of having the, the lovers in the cult and one of them died and the other one got pissed about it and is now trying to shut down the cult or something. I mean, and once he gets his vengeance, that cult leader is going to be wanting to forget tomorrow. That's for sure. Cause he's going to be fucking dead. How can you forget tomorrow when it hasn't happened yet, though? Well, you can start by listening to track number 10, Forget Tomorrow. (laughs) I'll have to do that. I'll be right back, guys. (laughs) 
go listen right now. <laughs> Everybody who stop listening and and listen to forget tomorrow. I was then, just gonna then, leave then it there. Come back, please come yeah. back. We need please come back. We need it. We, I guess we don't need it, but we would like it. We're just talking to nobody if you don't come back. <laughs> Which I mean, we already pretty much are. Anyways, track number ten. Forget tomorrow. This one definitely felt like had some like final arc vibes like this was kind of coming up on the end of the movie like the protagonist is about to face the bad guy which was kind of like led into by the prior track in my, in my mind so it, it felt like there was like some some sneaking around or some espionage like he's about to like i don't know unmask the the villain or, or face him for the last time musically anyway in my detective cop movie but also <laughs> also in the, the 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 cult yeah i mean like musically it all feels pretty similar. Like this one, it doesn't have a bridge really even. And it's kind of the same, but the music, it does pick up and it feels frantic to me, but I don't know if that's just because I'm seeping in meaning from the lyrics into the music again, because I tend to do that. But uh, I don't know this song, like lyrically the opening verse is just, it's pretty much the point where like the suicide has become the solution for the cult where it's like right. it starts off shoot it up ready to take a pill juice the cup phenobarbital loosen up and drift away in the bottom bunk which i like that line after having seen pictures of the aftermath of the heaven's gate like mass suicide they are like there's bunk beds and they're just laying in the same get up covered up in and it's just like hearing that first verse is super creepy Yeah. whenever like it's just like, well, this is the point where they're like, okay, this is like, I picture the cult leader coming up. It's like, okay, this is what's happened. And you've had all your concerns. You guys are pissed. Like this is, this is the way we do it. And he's like riling all these people up and he's like, this is, this is when it happens right now. And then it's just like, it feels very frantic and in the moment and i feel like that's probably how it went down i don't know but yeah it's just it's just once again it's just insane that like that happened i guess yeah i I had a similar vibe i kept running with my lover's story but with a slightly a different like perspective change so i think that the the through line of the album at this point was like okay maybe the protagonist's lover, the protagonist of the album, was already in the cult at the beginning of the album. And the protagonist was recruited into the cult. Shortly thereafter, the lover killed themselves to ascend, right? It was, it was her time, his time. It, it was the the B character's time to ascend. And that obviously made the already depressed or emotional protagonist that was being sucked into the cult more unhinged, which means easier to manipulate within the cult. And now the protagonist is trying to give their life up to the cult as a way to maybe catch up with their lover saying, okay, well she already killed herself. I'm going to kill myself now just because that's a, the only option I have left B I'm already in this cult and C I think maybe if I'm not being lied to, if I just go along with this, then I'll ascend and be with her again. Kind of a thing. Ah, man, it's, I don't know. Like hearing, I, I think I think mainly what spurred that is one of the verses. He says, "Yes, this is what it seems. Isolate, eternal dream. Wish I could kiss your cheek and cover you in that purple sheet, kind of thing." But I guess, yeah, if he was covering her in the purple sheet, then that would imply that she was dying and not him. So I don't know. It's all loosey goosey for me right now. Yeah, and it, it's just it's really fucking just crazy, man. Like thinking about because i i know that the thought process that you described like where the person in love wanted to end their life to reconnect with someone Mm -hmm. and it's like that's it's just in it's just a crazy that that thought is so out of my wheelhouse that i get like it it fucking happens like it happens in real life well not that cults aren't real but like even in acceptable cults like religion right (laughs) a a lot of times when there's an old couple and one of them dies the other one literally is just like lived you know 50 60 70 years with this other person and doesn't know how to cope okay well he's in heaven like i might as well just like 
lose the will to live kind of a thing yeah. just so that like I can be with him again kind of a thing which is fucked up and crazy but I mean I guess if you're that old you know and yeah and that's also another thing like if you've lived your life especially people who like you see all these couples now who are like 90 and it's like yeah. they probably got married when they were like fucking 18 or something yeah. so they've been living together for 70 years and it's which like how insane. could you Im- I haven't I couldn't imagine living with somebody every day, seeing somebody literally every day mm-hmm. for 70 years, and then they're just fucking gone. And it's right. like, what is your thought process at that point? And like, at whenever it's I break you. Yeah. Like I think about stuff like that. I mean, shit, even like if you were married for like 20 years, like that's like, yeah. And just like any amount of time, if you think about 10 years is like, 36,000 days or some shit mm-hmm. or 3,600. I, my math is terrible. It's fine. Three, but Th- it's three like, million days. Yeah. <laughs> three million <laughs> days. That's a long, that's a lot of that's, that's a routine and yeah. another person and somebody else there. And it's like, if that just ends, then like what? Not even yeah. ends in a, like a divorce. If that ends like hard stop where you can't like, like with death, there's no coming there's, back. There's yeah, no seeing there's no them communication. Again. It's all gone, man. Like I get, I, I can't put myself. I usually try to put myself in other people's shoes to be like, I can see where you're coming from. I can't do that in this situation, but I can understand yeah. the distress that could lead to that. But it's still just like, it's, yeah, it's that's it's, a pain that nobody can know until they're in that situation. Yeah. Which is fucked up, but it's gotta happen. Someday. Happens to everybody eventually. Unless I you're mean, single forever, I guess. Which, well, I mean, then you still die. At, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. We're all just gonna die in some fucking cult locked up behind the wall somewhere. Um, the only solace we'll have is that somebody wrote a song about it and put it as track number eleven <laughs> on this album. Yeah, this one felt uh, in tone musically as like an extension of track ten. Yeah. To me, it still kind of has this big finale moment feel to it. And then there's like there's some optimism that kind of creeps in where like maybe maybe the de- the, the detective is fighting for his life to get out and he's, he's breaking. And then there's some like dramatic suspense, and then the song just kind of like blurs into into like space kind of a thing as the track ends. And it's just it's 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 an interesting way to end the album. Yeah, I feel like it ends it about as well as it really could given yeah. the whole musical direction of this album. I mean, it there's. There's a synth kind of solo, I guess. The there's it feels like the drums are a little bit more industrial. There's more actual distortion on the guitar, kind of to signify that things are like ramping up a little bit to the end. But then it kind of just rides out on like a little instrumental type deal for like maybe the last minute or so of the song, yeah. Where there's not really much going on, but and the final line is "I'll see you in due time," yeah. Which is a, it's a it's a good ending line. For especially for this album, like, yeah, I don't know. At this point, I was like, okay, so in the prior track, I was thinking that the protagonist was going to kill himself for the cult to try and see his lover again, but that clearly didn't happen because it seems like the song's written from the perspective of someone that is visiting the grave or the tomb of another. Like, so I was saying, okay, well, maybe the protagonist is visiting the tomb of his lover who's behind this wall, kind of a thing, but he still like thinks of them often so he didn't maybe he didn't buy into the cult and he's waiting for a natural death to see them again but also the song kind of like lyrics kind of imply that there's some merit to the cult afterlife so maybe he's just like accepting that it's not his time to die for the cult and he's just kind of waiting it out until he will i don't really i don't really know where i was going with that see i kind of got this and I think this is me putting some of my own shit into this song. Sure. I mean, that's, but it's, that's, that happens to everybody. That's how we interpret music, <laughs> right? We, we associate with things we're familiar with. It's like, I kind of got this song as a perspective of somebody who was a loved one of somebody who got into the cult and mm-hmm. had had died or right. had killed themselves because of the cult. And then they're on the outside but and they're like, yeah, I mean, they're visiting their grave, or they're 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 wishing that they could have known what thoughts were that going through their head in the last moments, or wanting to know what what happened, I guess, 
but there is the line that it's been a year today, but it's hard to say when I watched you pass. Right. Like, I don't know that that does imply that they were there at the time, but it's like in my story, I guess it was somebody who wasn't in the cult, knew somebody that was and had feelings for them, or they were just a loved one in their life. And then the implied merit that you were talking about with the afterlife was like, to be a through line, and this is going to be a big comparison because we're talking about a Heaven's Gate cult, uh-huh. but like, like the through line that like re- mainstream religion and cults are not like there's there's not too much of a, a there's a blurred line between yeah, them, I guess. Definitely. And it was supposed to be like that comparison, which I mean, yeah, sure, most people, I mean, but we've been talking about like the people that think of an afterlife and want their life to end so they can ascend to this afterlife and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not too far off and i think that is the comparison that i got from that where it's like well i mean sure you're on the outside and you didn't hold any merit to this cult but you're in one right and you you still believe that life gets better after you die and you're still like kind of clinging to that as the guiding force for your life yeah, in some aspect, which I mean, I, I don't think either of us are, are going to be upset by, by claiming yeah. that, that religion is basically just a cult. It's just a I socially mean, acceptable one. It, yeah, like I I don't see any argument that could convince me otherwise, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. I mean, especially because like uh, how much time we got? Oh, we're, we're over time, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but like from from where we are like i mean we're in the midwest we were raised religious right there's a lot of churches there's churches fucking everywhere literally everywhere. around here and like being a kid around here means going to church like yeah. it's it's just the way things are you get raised in it and it's very little about what you think and what you care you're just brought up within a church believing that that is the way the world works yeah, Which, you're just brainwashed. I mean, frankly, like I mean, yeah, because there's fucked up. It's not here's all the information about stuff. Make your own decision. It's right. this is this is it. This is like yeah, Which and is, that's it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like even more so, I think, because kids are naturally curious. Yeah, like they want to to know why things are the way they are. And I think that's why I got out of the church when I did. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, granted, I was probably in middle school when i stopped attending church yeah i had to have been maybe maybe even late elementary school i don't know i was relatively young and it was just like things weren't adding up and i couldn't get clear answers and maybe that's because the church leaders weren't charismatic enough to make lies to like keep me in or not but like things weren't adding up for me as this you know middle schooler because like i i wanted to know answers to things that they didn't have answers for and they, they couldn't like they, they couldn't convince me yeah that, that that was the way to be which i mean it's fucked that. up yeah yeah yep 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 it, it, to you be know. clear i'm not shitting on anybody who who believes like i'm all about believing in religion as long as you're not forced to do to do so i guess yeah and my, as long my distinction here and as long as you don't use it to be a fucking dick, <laughs> like yeah. that's the part that gets me. And it's just like, however you need to compartmentalize life, fucking do it. Like, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you for sure. Out- I mean, especially like it, my, my father is religious and I, I cannot slight him for that. Like he's, I, I love my dad. He's a fucking great dude. And it makes sense to me that the, the older you get, the more, rational you you will see religion right yeah. because you want there to be something more you're coming towards the end of your not that my dad's at the end of his life but yeah. like like it, it makes sense you want there to be more there's a there's a human fear of death and unknowing and religion has its place in kind of coping with those fears and and giving you a reason to not be afraid to die but i don't think i need that personally yeah i'd I was actually having this, th- man. You know what? No, like I'm not just. I'm not going to go on this whole fucking tangent about. Is this, is this a topic for another episode? Discussion for another episode? Yeah. Just vent about religion. And about yeah, 
just thoughts of death, but we're at an hour and five minutes. Yeah. So we, we're, we we're a little over. It's fine. Overall, I like the album and concept. I like the lyrics. I like cult themes and stuff, but the music again, doesn't, doesn't really do it for me. It makes sense as a Joey album, given that like, like you said, you've kind of been getting into this kind of style of music for a few years now. And, and I, I, I don't discredit you for, for enjoying it, but I don't think I'll ever listen to this album as a full album, at least. Yeah, right. I'm going to fucking not make you. Soon. <laughs> yeah, anytime soon. I'm putting this whole album on your fucking trip playlist. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Just this album over and over again. And hella. <laughs> yep, that'll be, that'll be a hell of a good time. What are we listening to next week? Speaking of next a hell of a week, good time. We're listening to uh, a Latin artist, Puerto Rican artist, uh, that goes by Calma Carmona. Her uh, EP is Microdosis that came out this year. And I, I chose it because I've been vibing with it. I've been, I talked to, to Joey a few weeks back because, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it next week. But I, I've been listening to a little bit more like Latin music and stuff recently. And this was one that came up this week that I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm really vibing with this. And my, my YouTube music recommendations have all been like a lot of like Latin R&B stuff now. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, so uh, Calma Carmona, Microdosis ep six tracks uh came out this year so we'll be talking about that next week we'll be listening to it this week i encourage you guys to listen as well to it and discuss it with us next week in the comments and the tweeters and the internets and shit like that until then stay in our feedback bye